You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Are you ready? Tonight is the night. Game one of the NBA Finals, baby. The North takes on what? The Army of the Fucking Dead. <laughs> the motherfucking Golden State Warriors tonight. 9 p.m., 6 p.m. Western, all that good stuff. I fucking love Jack Black, by the way. This is Jack Black doing an acapella version of the Game of Thrones intro. So excited, man. You excited for the finals tonight? Very. Yeah, it is like the team north of the wall is coming. South the of team the north of the wall. It's like, honestly, I think my favorite of the of the championship uh, matches and bouts in all the yeah. sports. I think it's got to go to NBA Finals. I love it. Yeah, I agree. It's the, mo- it's the most watchable, if, even if your favorite team's not in it. Because ball has always been my favorite. And also because it, my favorite team across all sports spectrum is a professional basketball team. That's the, that's the cup that matters to me the most. The you know what I mean? The Indiana Pacers. Oh, that's right. The greatest franchise of all fucking time. In any sport, you fucking heard me. Tommy, are you excited? I am excited. Tommy go go is Canada. So excited. Go Canada. You know who else is excited? My dad's from Toronto. The world. Oh, is he really? The world. No one needs to know. The world, Tommy. The world. Basketball is a global game, right? Yeah. You know, it's just Chinese are excited. The Chinese are excited, and so is Kawhi Leonard. Here's a Chinese reporter interviewing Kawhi Leonard. So is there any words you'd like to say to all the fans, especially the way that you're playing the Raptors? Nihao. Thank you. LMAO. And she's just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> if you don't know, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is like one of the most, I think, socially awkward people, which actually gives me a little bit of comfort as like a human being, you know, because I think everybody, when they walk into a situation, they don't know anybody, they feel that kind of like social anxiety. But the fact that this guy who's 6'8", probably one of the best three basketball players on the planet, and is a total fucking clunker and bore. Listen to this guy. (laughs) Listen to, uh, this is a post-game interview where he's professing to be a fun guy. What would you like people to know about you? Uh, I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that that's what he was right looking there. for. That yeah. I've heard that laugh a ton of times. But I realized that he just had. I'm really... a super fun guy. <laughs> he probably is. I mean, he almost like you know, like when you're in sixth grade and your personality is finally coming out, but you need to be around someone like six, seven times to be comfortable around. <laughs> oh yeah, he's totally. like that now. Yeah yeah, 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 totally. totally. I'm still like that now. You yeah. know what I mean? So you think if you're hanging out with Kawhi Leonard, he finally he like he, oh absolutely. Plus he warms up a little bit. There's nothing like hanging out with a guy who's worth probably over a hundred billion dollars i'm sure he's a blast yeah 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 well yeah you could see who knows but uh would you say if somebody would you say tommy are you a burberry guy or are you like a uh a, a more of a new balance guy a new balance guy. Are you a top or a bottom that's what you 
I mean, yeah. uh, you, Are you know, meat and potatoes gay. Or yeah, I've worn <laughs> New Balances before. Okay, I think you're wearing New Balances right now. You know, Tommy looks like white people if white people were one person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know how like Aunt Jemima is really a conglomeration of faces. No, no. no. <laughs> Betty, no Betty, Betty Crocker is. Betty Crocker is a bunch of different faces. Good. Oh, it's really? I didn't know that. Yeah, totally. Tommy's that with white people. Tommy's that with white people. But here, that's something <laughs> that Tommy has in common with Kawhi Leonard. They're both white people. Here's, here's Kawhi Leonard uh, when one of his friends calls his shit Burberry, mistakenly. Uh, helps you grow as a player. Um, helps us get better as a team. You stupid. This ain't Burberry. It is New Balance. <laughs> but um, like I said, it just gets us better as a team. Oh, I love the Kawhi laugh, man. It's my favorite thing. Tommy, I wish your laugh was filled with as much mirth and joy as Kawhi Leonard's laugh. <laughs> Could be one day. T Tommy Conglomeration. That's your new stage name. Tommy Conglomeration. Tommy, Tommy Conglomeration. You know how that laugh is how I feel I about you? Kawhi Leonard's laugh. Do you know that? Okay. Right now when you're sitting there? Yeah. I hate you so fucking much right now. I'm, I'm all right. Well, podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I love Tommy. Tommy, we were almost at the same party. <laughs> Oh, that uh, Anisha? Yeah, I accidentally went to that party. I didn't mean to go. <laughs> Last night? No. I just walked in to get, like, a drink somewhere. And yeah. And there's, like, 37 fucking Hilarious. people in there. I'm like, oh, my God. Where was this? Evacuate immediately. I was there. I was there briefly. Uh, she, yeah, Anisha's super nice. Anisha's, but I, it was mostly her college friends. So Anisha's, like, Anisha's very nice. She's a very talented actress, too. Yeah, uh, she's very Tommy. talented. Good for her. <laughs> well, Phil, Phil, none of us know what you're talking about. Phil is in. Tommy's just, is a bar? it was a Hollywood bar. Tommy's just, it was in the HHS. It was a Hollywood hotspot. I, uh, I had a show to get to, so I had to leave early. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't actually see Tommy there. I saw him on the Instagram story later. <laughs> What's the Hollywood hotspot? Are we talking in and out Burger? Fucking Davey Wayne's. <laughs> was it Davey Wayne's? Plug. Ooh, we should get them. As we, a... should get, we should get. We should get. Um, but yeah, so I love that Kawhi Leonard laugh. It's a work of art to me, you know? Do you know that, Mark Serratello? And course. when the internet gets a hold of something like this, the internet does beautiful things. They make art. Like, the internet can be for shitty things like disrupting democracies. Uh, spreading disinformation, uh, causing the rise of of not taking vaccines and shit, but it also does stuff like this. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> Which I don't know if you noticed, but. This actually replaces the Beatles as the best song ever written. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, that was essentially Let It Be. Yeah, that, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the new number one song in, in the universe. Like, you know how on the Voyager 2 spacecraft, which is the man-made object that's, that's farthest away from, from humanity, it's oh, actually it? crossed the heliosphere, the influence of the sun, into interstellar, interstellar space. Okay. It has a golden disc of different human recordings. Oh, does it? Yeah. Where is it? Including the Beatles and stuff like this. That should all be replaced with the Kawhi laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. We should remote uplink it so that when aliens first find us, this is what the fuck they hear. Nice. And then there'll be peace in the fucking galaxy. This is how codependent people are. We're already sending the aliens a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Like we made you something we think you'd like it. There's like, uh, thank you. They throw it to the right and then just zap the entire globe. 
like those guys on Hollywood Boulevard, those like rappers on Hollywood Boulevard who just hand you their albums. Oh I was just a, I was just a little corn fed kid from Indiana. I didn't know about that. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna be nice. Let me take your album and I'll listen to it. Maybe I'll discover the next, you know, the yeah. next the next whatever, right? And then I take it and the guy's like five bucks. Yeah, totally. And he like shook yeah. me down for five dollars. It's like, dude, I don't want to pay to hear your shitty rap music. Remember back in the day, they just like slowly glide the headphones onto your ears that had been on everyone's ears. It's like, dude, I don't know which parties you were hanging out. Nobody no. ever slowly. You know what we're talking about? No. The people are like, listen to my rap album, and all of a sudden their headphones were just on top of your. Dude, head. you were getting ear molested in Boston <laughs> yeah, or whatever, what Connecticut, whatever. I've never heard Times of such Square. a thing. Really? Times Square? No. That was an that was an ear rape, is what that was. Yeah, it was my Boy Scout troop leader. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, like, how did the Boy Scouts go under the radar for so long as a pedophilia like enabling organization? It's like uh, Catholic Church. Okay, we got you, Boy Scouts. Just like this year, that shit started to come out. Like, thirty percent of their Scout Masters have like molested people. The uniform alone, my dad would never let me put on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Like, let's dress him up with a little sash, yeah. give him some badges. For, yeah. Or, you know, it's like, no. Yeah, it's like you're trying to, are you trying to attract pedophiles? Like, what are you doing? None of that was supported in the like, Saratoga Like, literally, what are you doing? Why are they dressed like that? Put, put those kids in some burkas. You know what I mean? Put them in some burkas. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, get better these, outfit, burka or the Boy Scout <laughs> Let's get uniform. these pedophiles out let's, of here. Let's put, a, let's put up a poll. Well, you know that's how the burka started, right? There was there had to be like some dude back in the day, some Arab dude like tribe, right? And he had a hot piece of a wife and you know, he was probably a little schlubby and then she slept with, you know, Ishtar the great warrior or whatever, right? right. And the king's like, dude, bro, what the fuck? You fucked my girl. And he's like, I mean, come on, fucking look at her, right? And he's yeah. like, ah, I see what you mean. Sheets for everybody. He just threw a blanket on her and then yeah. like, you know what? It's like never not your fault. Give her, give her some holes. Yeah. So I'm just saying you could apply that to the Boy Scouts. Either that or you support pedophilia. It's Those are the only two options, I would say. Tommy, which one are you? Uh, Starting off hot. <laughs> throwing fastballs up top. Oh. Tommy with a very political non-answer there. I don't know. But speaking of political non-answers, you know one of my favorite things about the finals is when I was a 12-year-old boy, a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> A 10-year-old boy, a little, speaking it's Hollywood, boys. it's Hollywood. When I was a 10-year-old boy in a cute little, speaking of boys, in a cute little uh, Boy Scout, I would never do that, a Boy Scout. I would never. In the woods, that. dreaming that you had friends. Same reason I didn't do, <laughs> same, <laughs> same reason I didn't do uh, frats, you know, because I also figured there was a lot of ass buggery going on there, you know uh, what I mean? Not a lot, but a little bit. And also because for most of college, I was alone in the woods pretending I had friends. <laughs> Self-proclaimed Eagle Scout. <laughs> so I was, yeah, you could call yourself an Eagle Scout. You Selling know what I cookies. mean? Eagle Scout cookies. Like Rand Paul made his own ophthalmologist board because he didn't agree with the other one. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Rand Paul has his own like medical board in Kentucky because he didn't believe or qualify for the other one or something. So he made his own association. That's what I'm doing. Thank you, Kentucky. Join my Boy Scouts. Less, less uh, you know, child molesting. That's going to be my brand. That's going to be how I advertise it. Your brand yeah. is less child molesting. Less child molesting. Not, <laughs> not you know, none. Because it, it's like insect eggs in cereals. If you're having dudes take little boys in the woods, I mean, you know. You were alone jerking off in the woods. There was no witnesses. Yeah. It was just you. Yeah. The one man Boy Scout troop. Yeah. Mark, I told you these things in privacy, you know, because I really needed to talk some, to somebody and just, you know. Sometimes, you know, just Tommy telling people things and hearing it out loud in your own voice, it helps you process them. 
You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Just by the sheer act of talking, which is what I think a lot of therapy is. But you really, you know, you really broke a trust. Sorry. You really did it. <laughs> you going to tell them about what happened in Manitoba, too? Are you going to tell them about that? Where's Manitoba, Washington? <laughs> it's in Canada, I think. Yeah, but speaking of Canada, so what made me really happy as a 10-year-old boy, except for buggering myself in the woods, was there was a new franchise. First of all, it was always super exciting when there was a new sports franchise. It was always super exciting. It was like a new expansion of the world. A franchise drop. Yeah, it was amazing. And it's always similarly sad when a franchise would pack up shop. It is, for some reason. Like Seattle, I, 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 that hurts me. Like, there'll be once a month where I'll just kind of think about Seattle. Then there'll be, like, like a tear falling from my eye. Like, I'm a white dude who's playing an Indian in a 70s <laughs> nature commercial. And I'm looking yeah. at, like, a landfill. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, so Toronto was very exciting. And what else was very exciting is they named them the Raptors. You know why, Tommy, that they named them the fucking Raptors? Why did they name them the Raptors? They named them after the Toronto fucking Raptors of Jurassic Park fame. They named, literally named of Jurassic Park. And this was a thing that happened in the 90s. Like, like Anaheim was the Mighty Ducks. Like, literally oh, yeah. the fucking Mighty Ducks, which is great. But, uh, yeah, so they have a whole bunch of these uh, fake names that we're going to really get to. There really should be more sports dinosaur names. There should be the T-Rexes. and the. Oh, well, yeah. So, so this is hilarious. So what they did in the way that they named the team is they actually put in the paper a bunch of team entries. And you could call. Like, there's a phone number here. Uh, in the Toronto Star, star readers can vote on on name of NBA team, and they have the finalists, and you would actually call it and put in the number, and that's how they got the Toronto Raptors, like the finalists. That's fun. There yeah, be right. Just flat out dinosaur names. We, this has not been talked about. Yo. they are like some of the new names are just stupid. Like the well, here's the list. Insta yeah. instant dude. It's so funny. They literally one of the names on here, which I think would have been the best, is Toronto Saurus Rex. Is the fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, that would have been great. That's just fun. And also, there's so many of the same lame team names that have made, like, the rounds since 94, and people have actually named. There's the Bobcats on here. Worst name of a franchise ever. Worst name. No That's like about that. a 2K create a franchise default setting will be the fucking Bobcats. Even their color scheme was terrible. I'm not too crazy about the Hornets. The Thunder is fucking lame. That's on yeah. here, too. North Carolina represent. And you can't have a mascot that's tied to it and then sells merchandise that kids put on their body. Famously, the Utah Jazz. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you go, no, just rename them the Utah. The Utah yeah, whatever. The, the Utah Rockies or the Tops. You know what I mean? That yeah. should have stayed in New Orleans. Like, the Jazz is right. so... But I love New Orleans' name. Pelicans is fucking great. See, I'm not into that either. I love that because it's different, it's you know? A, it's a lame bird, though. I mean, in that... Oh, pelicans are pretty badass, but there's big old mouths. <laughs> there's some bad. Oh, pelican will fuck you up, son. You don't want to tangle with a pelican. It's awkward looking animal. We should have it a is. fanatic you showdown. Uh, Mark versus a pelican. Mark versus, yeah, yeah. you should fight a pelican to prove that you're as tough as you say. Yeah, with my schnoz, certain mornings I feel like a pelican though. So maybe we can just. <laughs> yeah, but they got some joke ones on here. One, some guy uh, was able to slip in the blue basketballs, <laughs> the Toronto blue basketballs. Obviously, oh my god. Blue but the finalists were Beavers, Bobcats, Dragons, Grizzlies, Hogs, Raptors, Scorpions, T-Rex, Tarantulas, Terriers. I have to say, I'm pretty strong. I would like the Terriers. That'd be fucking adorable. The, t 
The Toronto adorable? Terriers. Is that what you want? Yeah, I want adorable. I like it too. That little it's dog It's different. Face, It'll be so cute. Aww. They They'd never a, win a championship. <laughs> maybe. They have... Or uh, the boxers. You could have the profile of a boxer I like dog. the boxers. Oh, like That works on so many levels. You have the Skywalkers, which is actually pretty cool. I don't know how you get away with that, though. <laughs> yeah. And then also, maybe my favorite, my third maybe my favorite, is the Toronto John Candies. Wow. <laughs> that'd be dope. Just right. A, just his pudgy body outline. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love John Candy. Yeah. Or just now. Like, you can't name things so temporally. You know what I mean? Like, what's a big movie now? You can't name it like Toronto Infinity Wars, the Toronto Endgame, oh <laughs> the Toronto on, House yeah. of Targaryens, or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm stuck on the term temporally. What is that? You, breading and temporally fried? means, yeah, temporally. Temp, get your shrimp, temporal Co- shrimp. Cooked temporal, tempor- temporal shrimp, yeah. Does temporally mean like. In a boring fashion, <laughs> temporally means very short and 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 uh, short lived. Like the, the Toronto temporals, the Toronto oh, temporals. Short. Oh, I see something that doesn't have staying power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. That only exists for a short for a short period of time. Welcome to Fanatics, the vocabulary and semantics <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But then we have to talk all quiet, <laughs> like it's NPR. Why are they talking on NPR like this? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think everyone like they're trying to convince a ten year old scout leader to do something they don't want to do. You enter the the building and they hand you a beta blocker and then you do a podcast and then you you just immediately get any testosterone in your in your body removed. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Only one bad but left. Yeah, you feel really smart when you listen to NPR for five minutes. You're like, I read the newspaper today, guys. Wouldn't it be great? I did my <laughs> civic. I did my civic duty. Wouldn't you know? it be great if they get you low energy? Like you walk in the building and some some receptionist just fucks the shit out of you. And then you bust in. You ready for a podcast? Like, that's what that sounds like. I'm ready for a podcast. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it does. That's probably what's going on when you happen enter NPR. But it's NPR, so it's a matter of any gender affinity of which you know you want. It's whatever that, you yeah, want. Whatever you want. And it's like a little librarian chick who takes off her glasses. Yeah. Like, Let's check you. Or in. a hot librarian Asian dude. And whatever you want. Or both. <laughs> or both, right? Sometimes you need a spotter. Sometimes you need a spotter, baby. But now that'd be like if they name them like the Toronto Drakes. How lame would that fucking be, right? I would hate that right? so much. It'd be lame. So, but Charles Barkley, they're asking about Drake. He has uh, this is this is Chuck's plan for Drake, which I think it would actually be pretty effective. But, All right then. But, it's over. But, but what I would do, I would say, Kenny, do me a favor. Throw the ball out of bounds one time, and I knock the hell out of Drake. <laughs> Me too. That's, Me that's, too. The, and, and that's, that's how you do it. I love that, dude. That's like so inside NBA shit. You there know they is. do shit like that. Drake's gonna be amazing in the finals. Well, if, not if they don't get swept. But thank you for that segue, Tommy. Play the intro music for Tommy's final finals questions. It was interesting. It kind of started out a little bit Games of Thrones-ish, and yeah. then it kind of found itself. You've really improved since the last time. Yeah, I, I keep tabs. <laughs> I keep tabs on Tommy. Tommy was playing the piano on his Instagram this weekend. It was. He's uh, very talented, Tommy. Guys, stop. Very talented. Why don't you bring in a little keyboard in here or something? Yeah. I, I should do that. You should do that. Follow that would be hilarious. Give you a little badge. <laughs> <laughs> Only one badge left. You earned your piano badge. Piano oh badge. my God, Tommy, will you please do that for the show? Yeah, okay. Will you please come with a piano and a Boy Scout uniform? Uh, uh, the Boy Asian. Scout uniform uh, <laughs> pending. <laughs> The Asian part I think I can pull off. Dude, you could Tommy could pull off the uniform, the Boy Scout uniform. Like honestly, dude, I bet. Okay, honestly, let's do the questions. The final Tommy's final finals questions. 
that he definitely wrote himself. The finals, final questions. Up all night thinking of these bad boys. First yes. off, do the Raptors even have a chance? In my heart of hearts, I would say. In my heart, I would say yes. In my heart of hearts, I would say probably fucking not. I know. <laughs> I think they have, no way. I think they have a chance, but I, have, I think they have a chance to make it entertaining. Right. And that's right. all I'm looking for when it's not my favorite team. Right. Yeah. Well, why? Why do you seven. think that? I want to go six or seven games. I would love six. I just don't. I think. It's well, that would be that would be honestly a victory for Toronto. Totally. Six. You know. It's just that Golden State just plays as a team, and I just, when I watch the Raptors, it still seems like it's disjointed. Do you know what I'm saying? It seems like it's a it's a Kawhi heavy team. Oh yeah. man, yeah, it is. It's you're right. It's a disjointed offense. It reminds me of how they used to play basketball. Yeah, uh, not even in the immediate pre Warriors area, but like ten years. Yes, it's almost like that post Jordan yes. time frame. But the reason that it works with Toronto, one reason could be because you know just they're in the East, but also Kawhi can handle the workload. He has enough diversity in his offensive game that he gets at those spots efficiently and he produces points. So even though it doesn't look exactly pretty, I've just been so impressed by his ability to produce efficiently at volume. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he gets that little elbow. He's Michael Jordan said the best move in basketball, you dribble to the elbow, you pull up and you shoot. You know yeah. what I mean? Nobody yes, can it's stop. Like a free throw. And it, it's like a free throw, so right? So many free throws that it's such a natural thing. Like even I can hit a bunch of free throws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. As a white guy, it's also our natural. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, As Chuck says, they, they need somebody on the team to get the GPA up. You know? really, <laughs> I, I feel like I was born at the free throw line. Like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Too. But well, that's but yeah. the thing in Indiana. We're all, we're considered the land of driveway shooters. I, I can shoot like the fucking sun. The two sun. Sw- <laughs> the two swing players in this series are Serge Ibaka and Marcus Hall. They have to play well. They, Serge Ibaka has That's to score some points. Yeah, he has to match Draymond Green in some way, and he's as talented. He's a seven footer with skill, and I just feel like you know, ever since Oklahoma City, he just hasn't been, you know. Which, by the way, the marquee play. He was an all star. He he was an all star, Serge. He looks like maybe he's aged aged out a little bit. But you're right. Some of those pieces are gonna have to elevate to match. Uh, Golden State's product. It's that. It's yeah. that simple. Pascal Siakam is gonna have to play like all the press yeah, that he, he got this year. He hasn't had a great playoffs, but he's probably wearing out. A little but bit. honestly, it's the playoffs are in the NBA are amazing because they identify and exploit weaknesses in players and cause them to grow, growing, going forward. It's a thing that always happens with young players. Yeah. Usually, Pascal Siakam. This is his first time having to produce on this stage, where where the where it's all repetition, where the coaches are the other coaches, opposing coaches have all the tape on you. They've seen your offensive game for an entire game. They've adjusted to you, so now you have to adjust to them, and that usually yeah. means going to parts of your game that you maybe don't actually have yet. And I think we actually saw that with Giannis in the previous round. You know, Giannis, who's so talented, MVP this season, for sure, amazing season. You saw how his limited offensive game held back the Bucks yeah. as their best player. So, I mean, if Giannis wants to get over the hump, he's got to be able to do what Kawhi did and produce efficiently a volume and get to certain spots on the court. Like Kawhi's at those, at those Jordan elbows is amazing. And the other thing that he does from Jordan, which is great, is he has that fucking fadeaway. Yeah. It's not as pretty. It's not as smooth. It's more disjointed and kind of awkward, like his fucking laugh. But he can he can hit it. He's the best. It's the best fadeaway I've seen since Jordan. And he and he does it just like Jordan does. You watch him on the court, no matter where he's at. He's, he draws your eye like Michael Jordan does too. Just he kind of just when he's he frightens you through the TV screen. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, these other guys gotta learn some moves too. They gotta like reach in their bag, pull out the Kyle lipstick. Lowry. Kyle, yeah, yeah. They gotta reach in their bag, pull out their lipstick, and put it on without mommy watching. <laughs> <laughs> trying to appeal to the female. <laughs> Lowry's been trying to do that for a minute, man. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry is one of the the uh the the biggest uh, I was gonna say something that I immediately was gonna regret saying yeah, I was you. gonna say Peyton Manning <laughs> regular season playoff performance but that's not true I, I I actually defend against that narrative Peyton was a great great <laughs> great uh, postseason performer two and one against Tom Brady but anyways he's one of those guys <laughs> who's uh, who's I'm battling with my own brain over here you know what I mean. <laughs> It's a ping pong match. It's a fucking ping pong match right between my fucking brain right now. But Cal uh, <laughs> Lowry is one of those motherfuckers that's just every regular season beast, beast. But he's kind of depressed this year because he was so sad. He's about having a good postseason. But this year, finally, mm-hmm. for the first time, he showed up a little bit and had some fucking games. But Cal okay. Lowry needs to have like I'm 2014. Kyle Lowry. Type I because I looked up Kyle Lowry's stats the other day. I didn't realize how long he's been in the league. Yeah, he's quietly like over 10 years, right? He's in, he's in his young 30s. I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah. He had a whole career before Toronto that I just flat out didn't know about. Where did he play? I thought he'd been in Toronto this whole time. No, he hasn't. Look, I think I believe this is his third team. Look, yeah. that's something we should be we should know. Yeah. Um Do you know what the season series is between these two teams? Which is something I should definitely do in pre show research. Okay, here we go. So they've played twice this year. Very interesting. Um, and the Raptors won both games. 131-128 on November 29th. And uh, less than a month later, they the, won 113-93. The Raptors won both the games? The Raptors won both games, yeah. Open up that box score. Let's analyze that. <laughs> but I think also, if I am not mistaken. How did Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol play against them? And if I'm not mistaken, they did not have Steph in these games. And they are thirty-one and one without with Steph Curry and without Kevin Durant, and the the, the record is far lower, closer almost to five hundred, I believe, uh, but still a significant winning percentage when they have Durant and they don't have Steph Curry. But thirty-one and one the past two seasons uh, without KD, yeah. the Warriors are. Can you believe that? He's out of there. He should be, but I I think you know this guy's so stubborn that to prove a point he would almost stay. You know, but Durant had forty. Durant had fifty one. Just hang out. Clay like had twenty three. Just because he's saying, you know, they asked him the other day. This is they're playing so much better. He, and he he goes, our. You mean we are playing yeah. so much better? It's like, dude, you're fucking. That's not even correct grammar. That's not what he was trying to say. You know what I mean? But he's already getting super butt hurt that oh, they always say it's the Warriors and KD, KD and the Warriors, like they're separate, but we're together. So I I think KD's gonna stay on the Warriors to tell you the truth. You know, he might. I, you know, I know that the Kawhi had thirty-seven, Pascal had twenty-six, Serge had twenty. Serge was that third cog. Yeah, they need, they need, they need Lowry or Siakam to be that second guy, and like Abaka to step in third. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Danny Green could start fucking hitting some shots too, but I don't know. I think the Warriors are so overwhelming, and I actually like them better if if KD doesn't come back. <laughs> You know. Yeah, it's time for him to move on. Plus, I mean, all the talk is him going to New York, and New York is just ready for a basketball team. It, it, everything points towards 
uh, yeah. Kyrie and, and Katie. All right. So do the Raptors have a chance? Put a percentage on it. Yeah. Now, after looking at that box score, absolutely. I, I, I'm going to say 40% chance. 40% you chance. Katie's out and the Cousins is coming back injured. And they, 40% chance of winning the finals? Yeah. Because after seeing that box score, yeah. Then you should bet on it. That's if you a really good think matchup. That. Well, I will say this also. The thing that people forget about Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi motherfucking Leonard is one of those guys that has always matched up against the Warriors. Yeah. Well. It's, an intimid- it's intimidating. Remember the last season that he was on. This may have been pre-KD. I don't remember exactly, but the last season he was on the Spurs, right? They had that team where, you know, all those guys were gone. Duncan was gone. It was just Kawhi and and the role players. And Popovich, of course, was significant. But they were up 17 to like 23 points, something crazy on the Warriors when Kawhi went down in the playoffs for to end his uh, season that year. So Kawhi has always played the Warriors really well. Do the Raptors have the best player on the court? Do they? Right now. I mean, nah. you say best, but right now. Wait, stop. Well, Tommy, that is one of Tommy's questions. Tommy, why don't you, don't you ask the question? Fan, Tommy? Because you came quick with it. Nah. Nah, I just, I just, I just see for, for what it is. Can I talk to you out in the woods for I, this? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, who's the best player in this series? Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. I mean, on the Tommy, court. we have Tommy's opinion. A quick nah. Nah. <laughs> I no, think I, it right now it's Kawhi. You also got to realize defense, dude. I mean, he won defensive player of the year. Yeah, that's true. I think, um, yeah, that's important. So many people forget uh, about defense in, in, in the role of the game and also when they're evaluating the greatness of players Yeah, particularly. Um, so, like, for instance, Michael Jordan is not only uh, perhaps the greatest offensive force, certainly a guard, um, at a guard position he is, uh, he's also probably the best defender at a guard position of all time as well. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what's up. I mean, he led the league in steals. People forget that yeah. uh, multiple times. Back-to-back uh, defensive player of the year. And that's really in the 80s when he was looking at guys like Magic Johnson and Larry. And he's saying, how do I differentiate myself? These guys are such great offensive players. And he said, I'm going to do it on, on the defensive end. They're not great defenders. I will be. And what everyone forgets about the pre-Jordan era, when it went down, Magic Johnson was the greatest basketball player of all time. You know, that's what everyone said back then. Magic was the greatest. Larry was the second best. And then probably Kareem in there somewhere, right? So, so, So just Michael's defensive ability let alone in this in this um, in this whole comparison with LeBron, just simply it's staggering how much of a better defender he is um, than LeBron, especially in terms of effort. You know, LeBron just doesn't care anymore. Actually, Michael Jordan at the age of forty had a better defensive rating than than LeBron James did, did last year. One of those we'll get into it. I'm going to do a super deep dive one day on the Michael Jordan's Wizards history, but it's one of the greatly misunderstood uh, parts of sports histories. Before he went get before he got hurt. You know, he yeah. had he had three or five points against the Pacers. It was his worst outing of all time. He went to the to Doug Collins after the game. He says, do you still think I can play? And Doug Collins says, Michael, I wouldn't be here unless I thought you could play. He went his next two games, had back to back 40 point games for the next two months. He was averaging 27 points a game after that. At age 40, the Wizards were in a playoff hunt and then he got hurt and it all kind of went to shit. But Michael at, at 40. For that stretch before he got hurt was a top five player in the NBA. Dude, That's all I fucking want to say. We're in the submarine. We're in the fucking check submarine, the, baby. The pressure. We're deep. I think I see. I see Paul and Ringo somewhere. <laughs> right, but best player in the series. That's really hard for me. And the reason uh, I brought that up in terms of, of of defense is is Kawhi Leonard is such a dynamic defensive player. These may be the two best, the two best players 
in the NBA. This might be the two best teams. You go, we're in the finals. You go, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this might be the two best players since Jordan, Steph and Kawhi. No, with LeBron. It's so hard, too, because, you know, when we, we get so obsessed. It's got to be LeBron. We get so you forgot because he's not in the finals. It's crazy. Yeah. We get so obsessed on who's the best. And really, all these guys are a 10 out of 10. KD yeah. is phenomenal. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's true. LeBron, though, it's just, oh, fucking, he's so annoying. I'm so annoyed with LeBron. Everything about LeBron is annoying to me. You know what I mean? But honestly, I think, I think, God damn. You look at 31 and 1, it's really a toss off between Steph and Kawhi, who I think are both better than KD. You know, 31 and 1. I think people just forgot how fucking good Steph was. It was just yeah. a goddamn joy as well, a basketball a fan watching it's a them. Team sport and the without ball, KD, and the ball seems to flow better. We talked about Kyrie Irving on the Celtics, and he ruined the Celtics. Yeah, team. and he's the most talented Celtic I've ever seen. I've never seen someone play basketball like that, and he ruined our team. KD is more. <laughs> KD, yeah. KD is a better basketball player than Steph Curry, but the team doesn't flow better, so he needs to go have his own team. You have yeah. to build around a player's talent, and KD came in after that team was already yeah. established. So that has actually nothing to do with KD. They just they just play better when he's not there. Maybe, and that's a very like reasonable and sober and adult assessment of yeah. the situation mm -hmm. but I just want to be like fuck KD Steph is better you, you know what I mean he's just more fun to watch I think he knows how to run an offense KD doesn't really know how to do that he's just so used to being the focal point it's a and different style that's why it's a different style you're right you it's need a different less style talent. You need, when you're as good as KD you need less talent around yeah. you KD and, and Kyrie actually need less talent around them which is like they don't need a bunch of guys calling for the ball they need a bunch of guys yeah. playing their roles and that's not how Steph and the Warriors roll and that's not how the Celtics which play is why he should just go to his own fucking team. Yes, and that's what they're going to do. I hope so. But yeah, I think, honestly, gun in my head, it's hard for me to turn my back on 31-1, and one, but I'm a big sucker for defenders, you know, and defense in the NBA and a big proponent of it. Miles Turner led the league in fucking blocks. Best defensive center in the game. Doesn't get uh, all defensive spot. It's absurd. People don't value defense anymore. That's why Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Next question, Tommy. Okay. Uh... Where will Kawhi play next year? Mm, that's a great fucking question. That is a great fucking question. Clippers. The Clippers? Well, the Clippers are extra thirsty, apparently. First of all, I think, I think the feeling in the Kawhi camp is they don't know because I don't know if Kawhi really knows yet what he wants to do. And I don't he know if Kawhi is an effective, uh, I don't know if Kawhi is an effective communicator of his feelings. <laughs> well, I think that we know that he's not. But we're a better communicator of his feelings than he is. Well, but, I will say this. His sister, when she was celebrating on her Instagram story, I don't know if you saw this, Mark and Tommy, his sister when celebrating, it's somebody in the background goes, she's like, yeah, yeah, we do it. And, she, and somebody in the background, like an uncle or something, goes, you damn well enjoy it because we out here next year. We're out of here next year. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this is people in Kawhi's inner circle saying this on an Instagram, so I don't think he knew he was being recorded. Jeez. Right. So I think the feeling. The feeling. Do you still have me? The feeling. You wouldn't be shithead, Tommy, if, if the if the, the audio, audio didn't, didn't go okay, so, <laughs> so you're saying the feeling. Yeah. Uh, I think... There's such good, overwhelming uh, feeling in Toronto right now that it feels like it's possible to keep him, and it feels like it would be the right thing. And I think people in Toronto want it, and I think people outside of Toronto want it too. Well, I just don't think it's going to happen. They're showcasing Toronto basketball for the rest of the league. They go, hey. And Toronto is a city. You know? it, yeah, it is. If they go, if, if, a marquee free, if Kawhi leaves and marquee free agent wants to come here, we could make the finals. So it, it's a huge win for Toronto too. So my prediction is the Warriors in seven after what I just saw. 
No. Uh, Warriors in seven. Okay, okay. Um, ba, 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 Yeah. But I don't know. I think as far as Kawhi staying there, the, Toronto's doing something really interesting. Um, so there's this, there's this movement called Kawhi Eats for Free. Okay. Yeah, and it's all these uh, places and restaurants in Toronto. They have these stickers that if Kawhi Leonard comes there, that he can eat at the restaurant for free. It's spreading to Uber and Lyft. You know what I mean? Kawhi gets free rides in Toronto. This is a cinema. Try our new luxury rec- uh, recliners. Kawhi Leonard watches movies for free. So the wow. entire town is the just whole opening city. up to be free. To this. Now listen to this. He even got offered a condo. As if free food for life wasn't enough to persuade the Raptor star, one real estate agency is willing to dish out a penthouse condo if Leonard chooses to re-sign with the Raptors. Simon Mass of the condo store uh, said he would be able, Kawhi would be able to choose from a penthouse residence at the Shangri-La, Four Seasons, Ritz-Carlton, or St. Regis. The cost of the condo ranged from two to five fucking million. This is like when Trump was going to build God. Trump Tower in Moscow. And he's like, Putin, you have fucking, you know, the top of it, right? And yeah, then he won the election, right? You guys remember wow. that? Wow. Remember that? But um, I kind of love that community getting behind their team so yo, much. That's awesome. But I've actually said that there should be a version of this in small markets. Okay? Yeah. I, that, not that I th- generally think of uh, Canada's small market, but you got to pay tax twice. You got to pay Uncle Sam and you got to pay the queen there. So why the fuck? Oh, really? Yeah. Why would you, as an American basketball player, want to pay up the play up there? Hmm. Like Toronto should pass some rule that, you know, for sports stars, that. for NBA stars, for free agency that they don't have to pay both taxes or something you know what i mean yeah and i think indiana should do that too so we can get some motherfuckers in because there's already a salary cap so they're always going to end up making less you think monsanto is paying fucking taxes monsanto's not paying fuck ibm's not paying fucking taxes why the hell does Kawhi Leonard have to pay taxes sign in canada you should be able to go to florida and punch someone in the face (laughs) 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 hey i gotta i gotta go unfortunately okay let's do uh a writing thing. Do we have one last question? I, I uh, what do you think Tom, is the most Tom, interesting thing? Tommy, you come in. Last thing. What's the most interesting thing in the series before you go? Most interesting thing in the series is if if Kawhi wins it in Toronto, does he stay? Yeah, yeah. You know, who, that's I, interesting. I say he bounces no matter what because he seems to be the type of guy. He, you know what it's like because we travel a lot to be removed from your family. He wants to be with his family here in Southern California, and after yeah. so many years, you go because he's been in the league quietly now probably ten years, right? Maybe a little longer. He's like, you know what? Who, Kawhi? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'd so, say five to seven. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Cause he's, he's, a, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's eligible for a max free agency contract. Right. So I think, yeah, so I think we're saying, yeah, I think it's probably his eighth season, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, actually, I think Mark brings up a good point before he leaves us here. I'll see you, Mark. Have a good yeah. time at your writing job. Right, we'll you, talk brother. soon. Awesome podcast. Uh, it is actually, yeah, it was great. You did great. Uh, it's actually... Um, it, it is the most interesting thing about the series. Not just necessarily to me where Kawhi will play next year, but really what's going to go on with the Warriors and that whole dynamic. You know what I mean? Because if they win, if they win without KD, can we, can we shut the door, Tommy? If they win without KD, uh, then how can KD possibly come back there? I mean, that's got to be one of the greatest sports stories in recent history. The, the best team, 73 wins, signs this guy. You know, in the two years, we all have like recent memoryism that now people think the Warriors somehow can't play without KD. You know what I mean? Somehow they can't win. And it was great this last series because it came out and showed you that wasn't the case at all. In fact, it hasn't been the case. Fucking 31 and one without him. Are you kidding me? So not only is it interesting to me, Tommy, if 
if the Warriors win and KD doesn't come back, that's super interesting. But what else is also interesting? Let's say let's say they drop the first couple of games, which is totally possible. You know what I mean? Let's say yeah. the Warriors drop a game or two. There, it's the series is tied two two. KD comes back, they sweep it. He's obviously the best player on the court. Then I think you're you're probably seeing KD KD back there again. Right. You know. Or some type of scenario where there's a split of that. The point is, if KD is on this on this for three of the four wins, I think he'll be back. If he's if he's on for anything less than that, I think there's an actual chance we could actually see him on another team, which just would make me so happy. You know? Yeah. It'd be so much more fucking entertaining. Like, how entertaining was this fucking Warriors team? It's kind of funny. It does feel a little bit like KD wants to be needed. You know what I mean? Yeah, Katie's a bitch. He's a needy. You don't if you're like you're a man. You don't need to set up burner accounts and like you don't need to be like you're fucking how old? Like you don't need to be arguing with fourteen year old kids about what their opinion of you is about basketball on yeah, Twitter. That's hilarious. It's it's stupid. You know what I mean? I don't know. Tommy, do you think the Raptors would have a better chance to win if their name was the uh, Toronto Blue Basketballs? <laughs> That's not even like a good blue balls pun now that I think of it. <laughs> you should have just gone for the blue balls or the blue ice balls. balls. Yeah, the, the blue basketballs. Whatever. Toronto John Candy. I mean, really if you make it to the finals as the Toronto blue basketballs, you clearly have <laughs> hella mental toughness. Like, uh, see, is... I just like different names, man. I think different names are great. Like Thunder and Bobcats suck to me. Like Pacers is great. No one knows what the fuck a Pacer is. Do you know what a Pacer is? I do not. Exactly. I know what a pacer is, but uh, uh, da, 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 da. which actually I should. What, what is a pacer? I should mention that I can't believe from Indiana, and I didn't even fucking mention it. A quick aside: a pacer is the pace car from the Indianapolis 500. Oh, okay. From the, the pace car that goes yeah, out yeah, in front yeah. that sets the right. tone for oh. everyone behind it. You get it now; it makes sense. Which people? What do you know about the Indy 500, Tommy? Uh, not that much. I used to watch NASCAR with some friends when I was a kid, but what if I told you at one time it was the biggest racing series in the world, bigger than Formula One, bigger than NASCAR? Wow. Well, people don't realize that. Pre-1992, the best racing in the world happened at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and it happened in the month of May. If you were a race car driver, any real race car driver, and you wanted to prove your worth, you came here to do it. And we sent boys out there, Mario Andretti, our Mario Andretti, IndyCar Mario Andretti. <laughs> that motherfucker went out and he won Daytona, went to NASCAR, kicked their fucking asses. Yeah. Then he went to F1 and he won that championship and he won it. What's the shitty race? Monaco and that shitty city, Monaco. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, Monaco ain't got nothing on Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. <laughs> Indianapolis, a cultural center of the world, much Folks. more than fucking Monaco. <laughs> the biggest, did you know, Tommy, the biggest single day sporting event in the world? Did you know that? What? The Indianapolis 500. The Indy 500? Did you have biggest any idea? In what way? Attendance. Attendance? Wow. Attendance. That's incredible. Yeah. Fucking 300 to 500,000 people there every year. Watch that, Paris. That's incredible. Getting fucked up in the middle in the snake pit. It's the biggest fucking party. If you want to go to a real party, fuck Coachella. Go to fucking Redneck Coachella. The go to the Indy 500. That's where the real party is. I stay there. Tailgate madness. Oh, some going tail on. in the tailgate madness. Hell you don't yeah. know. That was some Hunter Thompson shit in there. <laughs> Dude, I went one year, seven years in a row. Oh, my God. People bring like mobile clubs in the trail there was a mobile strip club i shit you not like 500 people like they had brought in like three different stages with like acrylic lit up like shit in the back in the campgrounds in the fucking campgrounds it was amazing it was my first journalism i, I covered it yeah i thought it was hunter thompson i dropped acid I looked like a fucking You hippie. went to the Indy 500 on acid? I covered the Indy 500 on acid. That was a great fucking article, too, man. I got to find that article. But, yeah, so that happened on... Uh, 
<laughs> that happened on Sunday. I also covered Barack Obama's uh, ina- inauguration. Not on acid. On <laughs> no. That one was, that one was just too much whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I needed acid on that one. That but, would uh, be big. I covered Barack Obama's inauguration <laughs> on acid. But, uh, yeah, so it's the biggest single-day sporting event. And, actually, IndyCar is the best racing in the world. Um, the NASCAR guys go too slow. We always used to make fun of them in Indianapolis. We call that taxi cab racing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And the F1, there's no passing. It's just a tech parade. You know what I mean? There's no real race in there anymore. You get one pass in F1. It's like the highlight of the 2020 goddamn season. You know what I mean? It's just as boring as like some shitty soccer match. You know what I mean? Boo. <laughs> but F1 is just a fucking tech parade. Indy, Indy cars go upwards of 200 miles an hour. 220 on 220 plus on ovals they're millimeters and inches away from each other and they're racing the entire fucking time so can you imagine racing at 225 miles per hour it's the most exciting racing in the world it's also the most dangerous racing in the world and if you ever get a chance to go to a race whether it's indianapolis the milwaukee mile watkins Glen, down here in long beach you should go it's a fucking great time but every sports fan there should take a pilgrimage um to Indy 500 to see that race sometime and shout out Simon Pagano an exciting last 10 laps winning that he also <laughs> won the Indy GP the two weeks before I, and I tweeted him I said what a pass Simon what a goddamn passer and he wow. liked it and he, he liked, liked it. it Simon Pagano Indy 500 fan winner. of the show Fan of the show, fan of the show. And then immediately Trump has to ruin it by tweeting, uh, congratulations to Roger Penske and Pagano. I'm going to have them at the White House. I was like, God damn it, Donald. Uh, and they're going to go. I want the IndyCar to get more recognition. So I, I like that, but uh, I fucking hate it. You know what I mean? Because when Letterman was around, the Indy 500 winner would always get to get on Letterman. We don't get no press like that anymore. But moving on, <laughs> moving on to blue basketballs. Um, bah, 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 bah. Have you seen what's going on in Everest, ladies and gentlemen? Have you seen what's going on in Everest? Like Mount Everest? On Mount fucking Everest. Uh, so listen to this. Um, uh, da, da, da. Builder, this is from Deadspin. A builder attorney, Christopher Kulish, added to one of the deadliest climbing seasons in Mount Everest history, becoming the 11th person to die on the mountain in 10 days. A new release from his brother said Kulish died early Monday morning on his way back from the mountain after reaching the summit earlier this weekend. And they had this picture of people waiting to go to the summit. No shit. It looks like a Disneyland line, but so much fucking worse. Like, look at that shit. That's a line to get to the top of the summit. It's probably, I would say... Of Mount Everest? Of Mount Everest. That's how many people are there? Yeah, yeah. And this is what's causing all these deaths, is this clouding. And not only... So look at... How would you describe this photo, I thought you had to be like a master climber to get to the Anybody can show up to Everest. Anybody can show up to to Everest. And basically, the Sherpas fucking pull you up. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, what would you describe this photo as, Tommy? Describe it to the listeners. Uh, A line for the woman's bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like the worst Disneyland line ever. You know, like you, it looks like probably two hundred people waiting to get to the top of Everest, right? And there's no fast pass here. There's no fucking fast pass at all whatsoever. And you can fall to your death. (laughs) Not only that, this is in a region of the mountain called the Death Zone. Okay. Oh man. And in the death zone, you could not catch me in the death zone. <laughs> you can because of how little oxygen uh, your body can create in the zone. You can only stay in it for a certain amount of time oh, before man. you just die. Okay. And people. Are so just there's waiting. like there's like literally on the way up here, like just below this, there's frozen dead bodies everywhere. That, oh my god. That they can't get them off the mountain because it's too dangerous. 
You know, there's a new service where people will pay these Sherpas to go get dead ones, loved ones off the mountain. But they're even thinking about quitting that because it's so dangerous for these Sherpas to do it. Yeah. So a lot of these Sherpas are dying taking these tourists up who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, Like, you don't have to, like, be an expert climber or this or that. It just costs $11,000, you know. You might die. You get a permit, and then you hire they hire Sherpas, and and you go do it. So there's so many people here in this death zone, and the queues are so long that people are literally dropping dead just to get to the summit. And when you get to the summit, of course, we suck these days. So everyone's like fighting to get social media pictures and stuff like that. So people are literally dying on Everest because of fucking Instagram. And I shit. cannot believe that. Yeah. I still pictured Everest as a like. A Pristine. few brave souls no. with ice picks. No. Putting a flag down. <laughs> Not at all. There's so much debris on Everest. It's now required that every climber has to bring down more than they than they carry. Oh my god, that's so sad. And there's 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 literally dead bodies littered everywhere. People will summit and they'll get back down and they're waiting in line in the dead zone so long to get down they come back to their tents and they die. Basically is what's happening, right? But we actually have um bu- 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 eleven people in the last ten days. 11 people in the last fucking 10 days. People don't give a shit. They want those photos. They want those goddamn photos. We actually have, um, here are two organizers of of Everest Expedition Climbs, actually. (laughs) American rapper Ja Rule is in the Bahamas with his business partner. Billy McFarlane is an amazing entrepreneur. He can convince anyone of pretty much. That's right. Firefest 2, bitches, on the summit of Everest. Everest. On the summit of Everest, bitches. We're going to party. Dude, Blink-182 is going to be there, bro. (laughs) Fucking Ja Rule is going to be there. Oh, my God. It's actually the exact same cost as going to Fire Festival, getting an Everest permit. The most interesting part of that documentary for me was just watching Ja Rule be bamboozled (laughs) step by step. And every step, you're like, Ja, no. But he's still doing it. They're doing Fire Fest, too. How much publicity they got Yeah It was actually A great idea Like I'm sitting there Watching that I'm like This seems cool Yeah Why not just actually Hire somebody To do it right they just didn't Pull it off you know? Well they just didn't know They didn't care how to You know But that's it Go to Everest And die people This has been This week's Fanatics Anything to say Tommy Uh no Just <laughs> My favorite soccer team <laughs> He's not, Tommy's crying Oh no We got Who's crushed your In the finals team? 4-1 yeah. In the Europa League finals, and now we're Who going was it? Arsenal and Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they beat us, and now we're not going to be in uh, the good league next yeah. season. My great fear for the NBA is it's going to end up like like English Premier League football and European football in general, whereas only the top, the, the, the lower like teams become, the lower teams just become development farms for the top teams. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Wayne Rooney couldn't stay on Everton or whatever. You know, like Wayne Rooney should be Everton for life. Everton should be able to compete with the right. man with the Manchester. Instead he goes to Man U. You know what I mean? So I don't and he know. goes back to Everton ten years later. I'm when- telling you, man, that's what makes the NFL successful. Is that you have a small market, and that small market has just as equitable a chance as a, as a big market. And really you, cool. Instead of a life question, do you have any climbing questions? I know a lot about climbing now, Tommy. Ask me some <sighs> climbing questions. I guess uh, I've rock climbed a, a few times. Yeah. Never enough to be good at it. And right, I was sure. always like, scared of heights. Right, right. Oh, I hate heights. 
Especially after that brand season one, episode one, Game of Thrones. Oh, no, yeah. Thank you. That was enough right there. Yeah. I'm What's, afraid I'll, um, I'll be climbing and I'll find some incestual fucking and I'll get pushed out of a window or something. <laughs> that would be fucking terrible. My that favorite, probably happens all the time. I went bouldering with my friend like twice. Oh, look at you bouldering. Only, only on the wall. On the look wall. at you. You know what's up. And bouldering. All I wanted to do was do the dino jump. It's like they call the dino hop or something. And yeah. that's where all four of your arms and legs like jump off so you're fully in the air and then you have to grab on the four new handles. Right. So it's like some James Bond. And if Bond you know shit. if you know bouldering, it's it's literally where you're you're climbing boulders and they usually usually you do it without ropes and they lay down mattresses and stuff or pads in case yeah, you yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah, there's thick pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still like very very difficult. It's like free solo. <laughs> it is. And those boulderings uh, climbing can be very difficult depending on the route and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I'm I guess my question is like some about Everest. Do you have questions about climbing? Like some things are impossible to practice. Like if you're Are you talking about mountain climbing or like any type of climbing? I picture like that free solo dude. That's interesting. Right. You know? That's that's like How would you, that's how like, do you practice okay, so the different that there's you've never different, done before. There's different types of of climbing. So what you're talking about is big wall climbing. Yeah. So there's a difference. There's big wall climbing, there's there's mountain climbing. And then there's even big wall mountain climbing. Yes. You know what I mean? So what people are familiar with with free solo, that's big wall climbing. And the particular part of that climbing is free solo climbing. So how do you practice free solo climbing? Like, if there's no way you would have ever done this part before, and if you mess it up one time, you're dead, I guess. Well, Alex Anold, the guy who's who's the star of free solo, probably the most famous climber, him and Adam Andra uh, in the world, um... You gotta uh, do some wild shit to become a famous climber, you know what I mean? Well, he's kind of like Kawhi Leonard in that he's very socially awkward and they're probably a touch on the spectrum. Sure. But what he does, for instance, free solo, so he climbed the free rider route on El Cap. He climbed that repeatedly. He's been climbing that for years. And, with uh, like a rope? With a rope. Oh, so, that makes so much so more he'll, sense. So he'll climb it with a rope and he'll absolutely prep every hold. And uh, he'll, he'll meticulously plot it. He'll keep a journal of every fucking hold, every thumb movement, everything. And then only Memorized. once, only once that is completely, you know, within him, then, he, then, he'll, then he'll do it. But I will say this. That's because that wall is a very hard climb. That's a 5.13 difficulty rating. Right. And I think it only goes up to seven, you know. But I did see him do this thing in Africa where this is a free solo climber. He doesn't climb without any ropes. T to me, he's the best athlete in the world right now. The best athlete in the world. Certainly the fucking bravest. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, just what this guy's doing to climb Al Capitan, which is a sheer face wall in Yosemite, considered the crown jewel of climbing, to do it without any <laughs> ropes. It took originally the guys who did this back in the 50s and 60s, Robbie Robertson and all those guys, it took them like months to fucking achieve this shit, like months. And even the Tommy, whatever his name is, uh, Tommy Caldwell or Tommy Robinson, uh, the guy who opened up some new routes, that was a huge story. It took it took them a couple weeks on the wall. This guy literally walked up to the fucking wall, climbed it without any ropes, and then he asked, what are you doing, Alex? He goes, oh, I'm gonna go work out. He goes, why? I only got a light workout today. I need to go to the gym. <laughs> this is after free climbing that. That's so hilarious. I saw this motherfucker in Africa. What a flex, he must have planned Dude. that. 
Seriously, seriously, they right? They had to pick a rock with a really cool name too, like El Capitan. <laughs> like, what if it just had the dumbest name? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's called uh, the Whoopsie Doozy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Whoopsie Doozy does yeah. not sound. It's the hardest like, rock in the entire world. El, is it? El Capitan yeah. sounds like it was named by El fucking Capitan. Hemingway or yeah, something. For real. You know what I mean? But, uh, but uh, yeah. So I saw him in uh, in Africa. Like he literally just. Like that being said, all that details and preparation, he, he had just got done climbing this one wall with another climber and he walked up and he just looks at this other fucking wall. He just looks at this fucking wall, looks it up and down, no ropes on it and he proceeds to climb up the whole fucking thing without any ropes. And I think, I guess that's because he saw the wall and could just see the holds that it was an easy material and the, the way of the structure. But still, like the other guy who was a climber was like, what the fuck? You know, he's like to just climb to go to a wall and just climb it, it's crazy, though. It's to go to fucking, a wall and just climb it. Just fucking crazy, you know? But we'll see. Good for him. We shall see. That is the show for today. Uh, make sure... I don't know. I'm going to be rooting, rooting for the Toronto Blue Ball Busters tonight. Gotta go Tommy. for Toronto. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Warriors in, in, in four, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ah, five, I'm going to go Warriors in five. All right, there you have it. Warriors in four, Warriors in five. See you next week, Tweeps. Love you. Bye. Peace.